Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the October episode of The Delicious Podcast. I'm Julie Smith and this month we've got a produce special. We'll hear from some of the judges of the Delicious Produce Awards and from the winners themselves. We'll also meet allotment queen, Olia Hercules. Editor Karen Barnes is at Ascot with Raymond Blanc and Candice Brown. And we'll find out why, with the launch of British Food Fortnight, chef Philip Howard thinks there's just no excuse for not eating locally and seasonally. But first, Karen tells us what's in the October issue of the magazine. It's a huge issue. We have an embarrassment of riches, Jilly. <laughs> All the stars, we have... Hugh Fernley Whittingstall with vegan recipes, which is a really interesting feature because I think it's so easy to think of vegan food as being lacklustre and these recipes are anything but. And butter, that's the thing that I always hear chefs talk about. You know, you need that mm, lovely umami kind of texture and butter always adds a little bit of a richness to stuff. So what do they use instead of butter? Well, I think you, if you use really good oils, that gives you a certain richness, but also nuts have a lot of depth of flavour and a certain butteriness to them if you think mm. of cashew nuts mm. they have a creamy richness don't they mm. so um, we also have sweet recipes from a new Otto Lenghi book which every single one of them was a dream I'm remembering creme brulee custard tarts fantastic and we have a, an apple pie that Prue Leith likes to bake at home. It's her go-to apple pie recipe. Mm-hmm. And we have a chicken supper from Nigella. So mm-hmm. you see what I mean yes. about an embarrassment of stars. <laughs> uh, my other real highlight, uh, recipe-wise, is our cheese collector's edition. You know, we've been doing these bound-in 16 pages Absolutely. over the course of the last year and a half, and six per year. And these are on beautiful glossy paper that you can pull out. And new recipes, this time all devoted to that beautiful melty oozy cheese. And new recipes from our food team, which are outstanding, I think. Um, One that's bringing to mind is uh, brioche buns that are filled with a mixture of gruyere and mozzarella. So you don't know there's cheese inside until you pull them apart. And there's the ooziness in the middle. Um, But of course, the real focus of this issue apart from wonderful recipes is year two of our produce awards there is a big purpose behind them and that was to shout about and is to shout about the wonderful produce in this country food only tastes really good if the ingredients you're using come from a good place all of our recipes we we constantly refer to using um, high welfare 
produce and it, it, it's all interlinks together. I see it as, as the heartland of delicious. By that I mean responsibly produced um, with a sustainable approach to farming or to um, the way animals are treated, uh, the way crops are grown and also a responsible approach to food waste and also how you interact with the local community. Um, and there's been a lot of bad practice in this country and the awards celebrate the good. It's the stories behind the produce, isn't it? It's the small people who don't do such an enormous amount of work to create such a difference in the UK. That's really what it's all about, isn't it? Yes, because the food in the UK used to be an embarrassment. We now have cheese to shout about. We have incredible charcuterie. Who'd have thought that um, ten years ago? We have wine, we have uh, well, so many good things. Ice creams, uh, baked goods, incredible artisan bread is having such a revival. So the purpose of the awards is to find people that we don't necessarily know about, but any any producer can enter uh, as long as they have real provenance and a commitment to sustainability. Um, we do regional judging. It takes months to look at the stories behind the food and see which are the best stories, who's doing the most exciting work. And from that, produce goes to a final judging session with a group of judges in London who I think we're going to hear from in a moment. There was some argument, I have to say. We, this year we weren't in such accord, but we did come up with um, eight very worthy winners who are revealed in the October issue of delicious magazine this year's delicious produce awards which opened in january 17 had over a thousand nominations which we whittled down to 76 products in the final and just eight winners here's a little celebratory montage for you of the judging back in july with andy oliver aggie mckenzie and instagrammer clark and Wellboy. and the winners getting that call from karen the life-changing butter, just the colour of it for a start. It was this deep, rich, incredible gold. I mean, just you just fell into it, just visually. And then it was, the texture was so smooth, it was so rich, it was creamy. It was almost, almost moving towards a cheesy thing. Your fantastic cultured butter is the winner in the artisan category and for the dairy section of our produce awards. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you so much. I think it's fantastic. It's perfectly seasoned. I love the texture. You know, it's not bouncy. It's lovely and loose. And there's lots of fat in there. I just know... I could imagine having this on a nice, soft roll with, um, you know, ketchup or pickle in it. Just very satisfying. That's what it is. It's just very satisfying. And the other thing is they're lovely bite sizes so that, you know, you can always, you don't have to overdo it. You can always go in for another one. That, that would go down a bomb at a food festival. Your fantastic Cornish hog pudding has won the artisan category from the field in the Delicious Produce Awards. Oh, I can't believe that. Oh, isn't that amazing? Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you. That would really cheer me up today. Your uh, mini cucumbers have won the From the Earth primary category. Well, that's fantastic. As a matter of fact, we're just finishing our UK season. This will probably be almost the last week. And uh, we've just started picking on my farm in France. So I'll go and tell them right now. Um, I'm bringing with some good news for you. Oh, that's always a pleasure. We have awarded you the Editor's Choice Award for your wonderful Royal Phillips. 
make. What a very wise editor that is. (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous. Brilliant. I'd like to tell you that uh, your fantastic oak smoked haddock fillets yeah. have won the artisan category in our From the Sea Awards. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that is good news. It's a good news day. <laughs> your fantastic stone ground spelt loaf has won our artisan category in the From the Earth Awards. Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's so brilliant. My gang are going to be so excited. They'll be over... Over the bloody minute, thank you. Right, well, boy, I'm just imagining what your photograph on Instagram might look like then if you're sort of, you know, sitting alone with your little tub and, of course, we never see you. I think the key thing is to keep it in a natural environment as much as possible. So I think even just, you know, a little shot of a rug and, um, you know, a remote control and a big spoon, that, that would be perfect. Just kind of evokes the sense of place and time and the, you know, the entertainment factor of it and just the indulgence of it as well. And you can find produce from many of our winners and other great producers on the online shop at deliciousmagazine.co.uk slash shop. And you'll be able to read all about the winners in the magazine over the next year. Now, before we talk to Phil Howard and Raymond Blanc about the great British larder, I went to meet Ukrainian food writer Olya Hercules, who's been blogging about her allotment adventures over the summer on deliciousmagazine.co.uk. I asked her if she'd grown up back in the old country growing her own vegetables. Uh, no, I had no idea. Even though we kind of grew up um, and my parents grew everything and I never really used to pay attention to that because it was just such a normal, everyday thing. Um, it's now that I'm kind of pining for, for those amazing ingredients now that I actually understand and can appreciate it and value it. Um, so, yeah, I knew nothing. A lot of the food writers I talked to, and chefs, actually, um, Nadia from Gourmet Go, she's a Greek Cypriot, and she had to leave her identity at home, so she recreated it with her food, Samaya Ismani, wasn't interested in Pakistani food at all when she lived in Pakistan, but it's anyway, she, when you're uprooted, when you come to a different land, you're yeah. kind of looking for that sense of home, and you find it through your food. Absolutely, that's exactly what happened to me, yeah. Even at university, the first couple of years, I didn't really cook, and then it hit me, and I just went... Well, I really miss home, and then I started making Ukrainian food. I failed miserably because the ingredients that I used were really quite not what they were supposed to be. So now that you are a British citizen, um, growing your own vegetables, presumably you chose British vegetables to grow in your allotment. Um, Yes, the majority is from here, but there are a couple of things that um, my mum brought. she, She grows her own stuff still, so she brought me some seeds. So I've got Ukrainian cucumbers, the super prickly little ones that we call gherkins here, I suppose, um, and uh, the patty pan squashes, which nobody really uses here. I, can't, I don't even see them at um, the markets. They're more like a, uh, they're more like a courgette than a squash. They're really delicious. And they look great. They do crawl along the ground. They do, they? yeah, they, they do. And it's the first big thing that I've ever grown, and I was so proud. What are the things now that you would tell anyone to look out for if they're planning to do an allotment next year? Alan Jenkins, actually, from The Observer, who's a, you know one of the biggest kind of allotment authorities, I guess, he told me to get really good organic manure. Um, he said horse manure is not so good. Uh, eventually, I found a mixture of sheep, horse, and pig, actually, from Wales. Mean? So I found Tom Jones from Wales, <laughs> uh, a farmer who actually delivers uh, delivered to London. So he came twice in his van, and um, and I, you know, I got about uh, I don't know, 200 uh, kilos or something. And I dug it all into the ground, and now it's it's you know it's flourishing. Everything is just going crazy. 
if you grow beetroots, do not waste the beet tops. They are absolutely delicious, really like chard, really. What do you do with them? Um, so actually, in the new cookbook, Caucasus, um, in, in Caucasus in, in general, they use beet tops a lot. And what they make, they make a filling for a pie. So they make this really lovely, soft, kind of kefir dough, uh, yeasted. And then they make a filling where they mix uh, just wilted uh, beet leaves with a little bit of garlic, butter, and cheese. And they stuff the, the bread with it, basically. It's like a stuffed flatbread. And then you what bake it in the cheese? oven. Uh, so they use this uh, local cheese called uh, Suluguni. Here I use a, a mixture of cheeses. I use a little bit of Ogleshield because it melts really nicely. Uh, a little bit of feta is fine, though, if you can't find anything you know, too specific. Like. A bit of Edam, whatever, yeah. Really? Just something that it has a really good melting consistency and a bit of saltiness from feta. Interesting. I'm going to try it at the weekend. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's British Food Fortnight, the annual celebration of our home produced British larder, which has been promoting the benefits of buying and eating British since 2002. Chef Philip Howard is one of the ambassadors this year and feels really strongly that it's possible to eat cheaply and seasonally. Now, we know that the reality of modern life may make this hard for some people, but have a listen and see what you think. Maybe you could start with slow cooking, as he suggests. Ultimately, it is all about trying to further highlight the importance of cooking seasonal British food. You know, that, 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 is, that is what it's about. There are massive forces out there that are against all that. You know, the supermarkets, or as much as they paid up service to, to British produce, the reality is they still, because the public demand it, import all that rubbish from the other side of the world throughout the year, whether it's strawberries, raspberries, pineapples, you know, peppers, all that stuff that mm. just shouldn't be there. Mm. And, um, and it just is so important to continue to try and educate people that actually... There is only one reason not to cook seasonally and buy a produce that is local, which will then, of course, be seasonal, and that's apathy and laziness because you're using produce that is at its most abundant, at its peak, from somewhere local, at its cheapest. 
not everyone has a culinary conscience the way that I, th- I think it should be. You know, chefs are always busy. We are sleep deprived, time deprived, and um, it requires effort, a lot of additional effort to try and make sure that you are doing the right thing, both for animals, for your restaurant, for the planet, for your carbon footprint, you know, all those, all those kind of things. The vast, vast majority of meat in this country is still produced under hellish conditions, and um, which is inexcusable, you know. Uh, but that's the way it is. Um, thankfully, it is the tip of the iceberg is, is now exposed and beginning to change. I mean, the, you know, the meeting I was just in when you arrived was with a butcher from, uh, from the Lake District who has the most spectacular meat. We're going to move away from lamb and, get, and move on to hogget um, and mutton. You know, apart from anything else, if you're using a hogget, they're between, they've had at least a year of life. If you're using mutton, significantly longer. You know, as soon as you bring up the arguments of, oh, you know, we, we need to be buying animals that have had a, had, had, a, had a better life, had far better husbandry, that are, dare I say it, free range or even organic, you get shot down because, of course, there are people out there who've got to live on a budget, and that I completely understand. But, I mean, all you've got to do is think 12 hours ahead of, 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 of eating time. And, um, and then, you know, you can get... Uh, you know, an amazing cut of beef or shoulder of lamb and, or shin of beef and wrap it in foil and pop it in the oven when you walk out of the door in the morning and you come back and there is, there is dinner ready made. The problem is that nobody does that. So they just come in at 6 o'clock, I'm hungry, I need to eat right now, so therefore it's got to be a prime cut of meat that is tender immediately. So it's a chicken breast, it's a steak, it's a burger, it's a... Um, you know, I have a whole repertoire of recipes that I use on the I walk out of the door at 8 o'clock in the morning, don't come back until 5 and it's there. Don't yeah. have to, Give me, give me one for a, for a hoggart. Um, for a slow cook, you know, the prime cut is a shoulder, you know, which is so fantastic. And, and all you've got to really do with that is just season it, a few bay leaves. Yes, you can put a sprig of rosemary in there. Um, uh, even a little bit of elderflower is actually lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and wrap it in foil and put it in somewhere between 80 and 90 degrees, which is, which is oven on its lowest at 8 o'clock in the morning. When you come back at 6 o'clock in the afternoon, it'll be, you know, the, 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 it's, it's, it's as good as food gets. Um, the oven's done the work, not you. Didn't require any cooking skill, just a knowledge that that, that, that works. Um, it, that is such a key part of the jigsaw that has been lost. Raymond Blanc is also an ambassador for British Food Fortnight. And Corin caught up with him at a rainy day at the races at the Ascot Festival of Food and Wine race weekend. Of course, I'm very happy to see Delicious Magazine being present against okay, this wonderful food and wine festival okay at Ascot and uh, there's about 10,000 guests here enjoying both the race the weather which is raining at the moment we had sunshine before and of course the wonderful food the glorious food that is now taking front stage okay in Great Britain we're talking about now a British revolution not a French one uh, and it's marvelous to see British consumer and British chefs Okay, we are really reconnecting with food. We want to know where the food comes from. And more and more, the issue of seasonality, of local values are important. But not enough. We need so much more. So much more. What would you say to inspire people who don't get into the kitchen? A simple soup potato, a bit of leek. Okay, now we're in the season. A beautiful beetroot soup. Well, we're coming into autumn, aren't we? Full autumn. It's so simple. Frozen broad bean, for example. And in no time, you had a beautiful soup. And it doesn't take stocks, just water like my mum would do it. Okay, you just sweat a bit of onion, okay, a little bit of butter. The sweetening actually transforms the carbohydrate into sugar, into flavour. It removes the 
vulgar flavor of the of the uh, bees of the onion or shallot vulgar uh, flavor i like yes, that it's vulgar because sulfur that's what it is what makes you cry when you chop an onion that's what makes you cry that's the sulfur which escape from the onion and makes you cry when it becomes from opaque to transparent because you can actually see it on soft gentle eating then you add your your peas or your beans or your potatoes Go on to sweeten them, which is a beautiful British word. A few herbs, and a bit of parmesan, a bit of Comté cheese inside, some tomatoes, whatever. It is so simple. My mom had five kids, and she multitasked. She looked after the garden, she looked after the house, she was a nurturer, the carer, okay, she was a cook. She, uh, and, um, and she had to feed a family of, of, of we were seven, okay? So, so I know how quick she was. Uh, I've learned so much from her. And her simple philosophy, I apply it in my own cuisine. I mean, a degree of simplicity. I saw you earlier on. You were talking to a group of children, and you were so wonderful with them. And I, I, I thought how exciting it was, because really they are the cooks of the future, aren't they? I love to train um, young people. We have... We uh, are a school of thought at Belmont Le Manor, says on our kitchen, have trained so many hundreds of young British chefs. And of course, when I see kids, they're exciting because they're curious, they're totally open-minded. Okay, unless you give, start giving them green things and they may be a bit wobbly, but they, they, you make them, you make easy friends. Okay, and today we had four or five kids, which was lovely, front row, and they were listening. They were wrapped. Every word, okay, and, they, and we had a good time. And they, were, and they learned a lot, and I enjoyed myself seeing them, you know, um, uh, reacting, okay, to... And they found it very... They asked me loads of questions after. They want to come in my cuisine to see the kitchen. So exciting and, and, to see. Exactly, yes. That's the time, really, when we have a chance, be it parents or education, education or schools, to teach the children where the food comes from, what's in it, and how to cook simple food. Karen also bumped into Bake Off winner Candice Brown at Ascot, who was rather more taken with the racing. Um, yeah, it's been great. It's very different because obviously there's so sort of there's so much going on. There's amazing food downstairs, lots of drink, and then you've got sort of like your little stalls. But there, yeah, in the middle of that, you've got the horse racing. So it's like a load of excitement for a couple of minutes, then everyone goes off and gets something to eat and has a drink. And yeah, it's been a really really good day. And I mean, the weather's kept everyone on their toes as well. Do you know what I found interesting though? Because we've been talking to a lot of people. I always love to ask people what makes them like to cook and what inspires them. And there are quite a lot of people here today who don't, you know, who say it's too much trouble and it takes too much time. What if, if I were to ask you what you would say to somebody to encourage them to cook or become a baker, what, what would spring to mind? Just maybe like set aside, like even like one day a week. Just think, right, one day a week I'm going to make something. It doesn't have to be big, it doesn't have to be difficult with 100 ingredients. Have a look in your cupboard have a play around google the ingredients and come up with something then you'll find I think once you realise actually oh I've made that and that was really good you kind of get the bug a little bit and you start thinking oh I could do this and I like doing that so yeah just give it a little bit of time have a play around if it goes wrong it doesn't matter I think that's the thing I think everybody gets this worry that everything they do has got to be perfect and it doesn't have to be does it in fact you learn by your mistakes don't you definitely definitely and sometimes the mistakes are good mistakes and you, you find something else that you can do or you find something new that works. Karen couldn't let her get back to the racing 
without asking for some baking tips. So when you're making a cake, make sure the butter is really, really soft. Some really soft butter so it really mixes through well. If you're making pastry, make sure everything is cold. Um, and don't open the oven sort of in the first 20 minutes of making a sponge or anything like that. But if you are nervous, start with something like brownies because they don't need to rise. They want to be undercooked. They want to be gooey. And they're, if they're gooey, they're perfect. And also recipes-wise, I mean, yeah, you've got the internet, you've got Delicious Magazine, you've got your lovely new book which recently came out so there's so much inspiration out there isn't there loads of inspiration everyone's getting really excited for that last race the one at the back's had enough i don't think we've won that one kendis what do you reckon no i'm not even sure who was running that one we need some more prosecco thanks for listening to the delicious magazine podcast you can find much more about the produce award winners in the october edition of the magazine and don't forget to look at the shop for all that lovely produce We'll be back every week with Extra Portion, a little slice of life in the world of delicious. Make sure you subscribe by looking for the Delicious Podcast on your podcast app so you never miss a bit. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.